0: Good morning, everyone. We welcome you to our Sunday morning roundtable discussion on our subject, Substance. We're glad you could join us today. We are recording from the Plainfield Christian Science Church, Plainfield, New Jersey, in the United States of America, and we welcome you all. We'll start today with our morning prayer.
1: I'm reading from page 63, Prayer for for oneself. I thank the Father, Mother, God, that neither ignorant, fraudulent, nor malicious mortal mind can reach me or affect me mentally, physically, financially, or otherwise. And I know it, for God is the only power, that I am not a victim of aggressive mental suggestion, nor the target of malicious animal magnetism claiming to operate through any channel whatever, but I am the blessed, legal child of God, spiritual, immortal, all-harmonious, perfect, happy, healthy, pure, sinless, free, and fearless, and diseaseless, and deathless, expressing the substance, of all good, hold yourself constantly and consciously under God's eternal law of blessing, of happiness, harmony, health, peace, joy, power, progress, protection, abundance. There is no other law, only a contrary mortal mind lies which you are awake and alert to, and not under. Mary Baker Eddy. Thank you very much. Is
2: that in the blue book?
0: Yes, page 63. Mm -hmm. Can you turn the temperature up? Thank you. Before we go to the watching point, I just wanted to read to you. We got to thank you letter from our translator in Pakistan. Um, I hope this message finds you all in good health and high spirits. I'm writing to express my deepest gratitude and appreciation for the extraordinary efforts and generosity shown by our beloved church and its members in raising funds for the Christian victim families affected by the tragic incident in Jarawana Wala, Pakistan. Your unwavering support and willingness to lend a helping hand to those in need have touched our hearts deeply. Every single penny contributed to this fundraising initiative has made a significant difference in the lives of these families who are facing challenging times. We are also proud to share that alongside the contributions of our fellow church members, we have also contributed from our own pockets to support this noble cause. Together, we are making a positive impact on the lives of those who need it the most. We also kindly request your prayers for our own area, which continues to face threats from non-Christian fundamentalists. Your prayers for the safety and peace of our community are greatly appreciated. Let us also join in prayer for peace around the whole world, that the love and compassion we share may extend to every corner of the earth. And he quote some Bible Bible passages, one in Matthew, the king will re- will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. So thank you all very much for your contributions. Um, I know there are a lot of other worthy causes, but um, those are, are up to, up to you. We're, we only mentioned a few that seem to affect our members directly or indirectly but thank you for all your generous contributions and helping all of God's little ones we're very grateful all right our watching point
3: watch number 244 watch lest you fail to differentiate between statements for instruction growth and demonstration. Statements of science that are for instruction involve the analysis of the operation of the lie as it claims to hold man in bondage in Egypt. Statements for growth are based on man as approaching perfection, having come to himself, remembering his father's house, so that he is ready to return. Statements for demonstration. ...are based on absolute present perfection, declaring man to be in in the Father's house now, to have been there always, and never to have departed for any suppositional sojourn in Egypt, for which he must return. Demonstration which starts and ends with the realization and declaration of eternal present perfection is needed... To silence the lie or pack of lies of mortal belief. One cannot utilize the healing power of God unless he takes the stand that everything is spiritual and perfect now, that man has never departed from perfection since God created him perfect. Hence, there is in reality nothing to heal. The prodigal in Egypt needed instruction and explanation as to the lie that claimed to entice him and hold him in illusion by making the illusion seem real and desirable. On his way home, he needed statements of growth to encourage him, but that which really sustained him and made his experience a scientific one was the realization from the standpoint of absolute science that he had always been in the Father's house and had never left it, that the sojourn in Egypt was a bad dream, and not even that, since to consider it even as a dream gives it more reality than one should give it. For in reality, the child of God has no capacity to dream, hence the necessity for naming error nothing." Thank you. Okay, comments?
2: The, the end of that reminds me of the other thing Carpenter said about give me one more day to know that this never happened. Thank you.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. thank you very much. Well, it took me all week, but <laughs> <laughs>
4: it took me a while to wrap my head around this. But it, it's wonderful.
0: What was difficult?
4: Well, I had to really separate it. I had to really think about instruction, growth, demonstration. And I, had to, uh, and I didn't just read the words. Uh, what, what does this mean? Okay. And, and it, it says it, it's, it's, it's there.
1: So. It seems to me that the fact that God created us in His image and likeness, that perception is changing. Nothing can change it. It doesn't change. It's just the dream that we are born into, we are educated in, and so on, that causes all the troubles that we have. So the prodigal realization of oh my gosh, my father has this and this and I should be here suffering. That kind of motivates him to you know, to realize again that that good that he has. wants him to go home.
0: Thank you. I'd like, like to
4: Go yeah, ahead, Karen.
0: I'd like to where it well, says you are in your father's house and always have been. To me that was just sure. that's it. <laughs> 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 Nothing else. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Who else was speaking? Karen. Karen.
3: Well, uh, yeah, I was just thinking as I read this, um, that um, this was all going on in consciousness, in his consciousness. So Really, he, how, how he heard this was, um, I have always been in my father's house. I mean, we read it as, a, but it just suddenly, it, I, he heard it as, in his own consciousness, I have always been in my father's house. I've never left. And so it really wasn't something coming outside of his consciousness, but it was all going on within him. And so that was the growth that was going on in his consciousness that I don't deserve. To, you know, all growth going on within him until he finally heard within his own consciousness, thought, Thou art ever with me, all that I have is thine. And finally got to that point, but it was all going on within him. And I just now realized more, more than ever that that's what was happening. Thank you.
5: Yeah, and our textbook has it all, doesn't it? Mm
0: -hmm.
5: It gives us the ultimate truth, but then it also gives us words of encouragement on how how to get to the point where you actually get it, where it really means enough to you that you don't have the doubts or the fears that you used to have. It really is a complete textbook, Thank and it you. needs to be studied, and yes. it needs to be read with inspiration, without distraction, You know, without other things to distract you, without other people to distract you.
0: This is what is known as the absolute and the relative, isn't it? and and you you speak you start off mrs eddy says sometimes you need to start off with the arguments and the that kind of thing which is which is the relative but then you you get to the absolute usually it's good to start with the absolute then go into the relative then end with the absolute as is in the lord's prayer now the trouble is and the reason there are all these horrid Christian science chat room, so-called Christian science, anti-Christian science chat rooms, is because maybe as a child, when someone is suffering, a parent will say, you're God's perfect child. Get up. Or this sort of a thing. (laughs) Starting with this absolute, without any understanding behind what they're saying, without any love or compassion behind it, you're rolling a stone on someone. So... That they won't move
2: one of their little fingers, like it talks about the Pharisees. <laughs> you know? Yes.
0: Yeah. And well, you had it with your mother, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then she came up. She told me I needed to love God more. I didn't even know the, the term Christian science or Mrs. Eddie or anything. <laughs> she, she was new to it. She laid that on me. Ultimately, it was true, but I had no idea how to get there or, well, or why it. it was true, and she didn't either.
0: Ultimately, so. <laughs> it is true, and this is why sometimes, you know, when I'm speaking in the relative, <laughs> maybe here, maybe to a patient, or and then they'll start Quoting me all these absolute stuff. Okay, all right. Well, to that I say, prove it, please. <laughs> Otherwise, zip your lips. <laughs> Here you are, and I, yeah. and I see for my health, and you yes. don't want to
4: talk after yep. that to
2: me. Well, if you can't apply it practically, it's just magic. It's just a spell.
0: Thank you. Ah. Thank you.
2: Yep.
6: It, and I. It's better to just be quiet and live the life that Thank you. is love and, going and uplifting. And then if they come to you with a question, you know, why is it think, working out for you or blah, 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 then you know, God's coming forth for everyone. But uh, coming forth in my life, but it's just about, it just seems to. It's,
0: wrang- it's wrangling. Yeah. And, and this is why the best thing is just to live it. Really and truly, whatever you know of it, quietly live it. Um. When you are feeling that oneness and demonstrating that oneness, people will feel feel the healing power in you. They will respond to it. But talking turns so many people off, especially when you're when you're spouting the absolute. Both are needed.
2: And Clactania, Miss Zeddy has six footsteps of Christian science and one of them is less talk. Thank you. (laughs) Yep.
4: Absolutely.
2: A little yay yay and nay nay goes a long way. (laughs) Right.
3: Yep. One thing I'm learning too, it came to me, well I, I said it to my practitioner, but this short sentence just came to me one morning, be loyal to what you know. And I thought, well, it doesn't take my, what I know, I know, and I can't be moved. Now, that might be, you know, it's just one sentence, but at least be loyal and true to that, and and the rest will just come as it comes. But if I know that there's only one God, just be loyal to that. There's no other power then. So I so just, I try to look for things to keep it simple. And um, that that really helped me.
0: It's very good. That's it. Just what the faith, small as a grain of mustard seed, just one simple little statement. And that's why you don't need to be given more and more and more and more. You have to digest what you have. Um, Shardy? I was, Shardy?
4: I think about, I agree with this. And it's good for me to go back, that little girl who healed that boy, when her mother was a practitioner, but her mother wasn't home. And all she said was, sat down and said, you're all alone.
0: Mm-hmm. You're all alone. He was here. That's a story you read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Gary?
5: Um, well, and Mrs. Eddie tells us, she says, just, just a little bit of truth, if you know it, works wonders. And uh, I think the key to what Karen said is obedience. Mm-hmm.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: If we are obedient to what little truth we may know, it's our obe- that is obedience to God, because God is the truth that we know. Of course, God is all truth.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: It's our, our obedience. And, and and when we obey the, the the little bit of truth that we know, well then we learn. Then we start to understand.
0: Yeah, because understanding follows obedience. So Obey first, and that truth that Karen mentioned—you know, knowing the allness of God—that that's huge. That's the major. That's that's everything in a way that and that is how truth works one seems like a little truth well it covers everything it's a mighty truth so that right. reminds
7: me of, that kind of reminds me of, of Eustace the uh, clear correct teaching you know he he basically said you know you can't just accept Christian science on belief you can't you can't accept it just because Mary Baker Eddy has written it. You know, you have to prove everything. And he does a really good job. It's, it's difficult at first when you first read the opening part, I think, of clear, correct teaching. But it makes you, like, understand all the words that you use. Like, you have to only choose words that make sense to you. And that, that's kind of what Karen's saying, too. It, every, it has to make sense to you. And uh, it's very logical for yourself. And that's that's how you begin to start proving demonstrating just from the smallest bit, you know, upwards. Thank right. you. Exactly. It's like
5: in mathematics. You know, until you prove to yourself that 2 plus 2 is 4, you don't really know it, and it really doesn't work for you. But once you know it... You can't ever lose it, and nobody can trick you. And nobody yeah, can trick, and trick you, and nobody can steal anything from you. And and from that, you will also learn the four plus four is eight, mm-hmm. and other things.
0: Build on it
5: that will be very useful to you.
0: Thank you. All right, with that, chardelle um, you wrote something very beautiful to me.
4: Well, I'm, I'm going to go... Uh, it's about the uh, Psalm 139 where it says, Search Me, O God. Okay, read, and, uh, it. read it.
0: Read it. Okay.
4: Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way ever- everlasting. And I, I really started to look around, and in Coletanean, in 191, uh, it said this. And it says, uh, To us is spoken, the command, My child, give me thy heart. And then we, and this is our answer, Search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me. We are called to lay ourselves daily hourly upon the altar of self-sacrifice, of utter dependence by God. There's more, but I thought that was enough.
0: That's beautiful. Thank you. It's very important. And, um, you know, my child, give me thy heart. People who think they have heart problems, um, this is usually the crux of it. Have you given your heart to God? Have you given your whole self to God? That hymn, Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. If you're having any kind of troubles, you, you put yourself on the altar to God, and, and he'll return everything back to you as as they truly are, which is perfect. And Why? for one reason, to serve him. But sometimes, you know, and this tricked me too, uh, you know, when I thought I was serving him, I, I was really just, it was just human will and trying to please, and and that must never be. You no, know, God God will tell you what you should do or not do, and he's always speaking. And if you keep disobeying in some way or thinking, oh, no, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, whether you're feeling it's right or not. Eventually, the voice comes fainter and fainter. And pretty soon, you don't know who you are or what you want to do. That's the state I was in at one point. And I had to find out. And that was very wonderful.
5: Well, and it's a frightening place to be when you don't know who you are. (laughs) And this idea of, you know, giving your heart to God um it took me a while to, um, to kind of get what that was because uh, there was a disconnect between me and God. <clears throat> and I thought, well, you know, I have to be conscious of actually giving my heart to God. But then what it, what it boils down to is God is your heart. God is your soul, God is your life, and unless you give, in other words, unless you yield any belief that anything else could be your heart, or your soul, or your life, until you yield to the fact that that it's God, you're going to have problems. (laughs) And so it's for your own benefit that you yield your heart to God because there isn't any other heart.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, otherwise you are living in a dreamland, which is the watching point says even that is not true, <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're, it's a selfhood apart from God that you're believing in and you know, you know, you can march around and do things you think you're doing for God, but that, that can be more decep- deceiving than anything. Um, I think if, that. Yeah,
5: yeah, like if you're feeling pressured to do things for people who are pressuring you, pressure is animal magnetism. It's not God speaking to you. I'm okay. sorry, go ahead.
1: Florence. So it's hurry, 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 hurry. Uh, so animal magnetism. I feel like that's what it, when it. I finally realized from so many readings that God is all, it's a law to be obeyed. That was very, very helpful, the turning point for me. God is all. And I had to just continue to understand what that means, God's allness. As you said, he's your heart, he's your, he's your everything. So that total surrender to God being all has been very, very important to me, and uh, changed a lot of things in my life.
0: Thank you. And that is why anybody you're dealing with, you're dealing with God ultimately, right?
3: Yes.
0: <laughs> That's all there is. All is infinite mind, and it's infinite manifestation. So you see beyond any disturbing picture and see the face of God. That's what we as scientists are to do. Now, as we were taught here, that doesn't always mean you have to have certain people in your soup. Um you don't. Only as God directs you, and God brings to you people that you can help,
2: and who can help you.
0: Yeah, yeah. it's mutual.
2: And Jesus had to put people out of the room to do good work. So
0: he did. And
6: sometimes we have to too. <laughs>
0: sometimes we do too. So
6: it's, re- it's very, very takes up trust. Because uh, whenever you stand, whenever you're doing, uh, <clears throat> having make a you have to make a decision, God or or something else. There's so many choices to make, and make the, not to be fearful, but even though you can't see the end, but you know it's good because it's right what you're doing. That's the my best standpoint. From just doing right, whether you're saying if somebody else wants you to do something else, that's that's not as important as doing right. Okay, you know, work for God, that's first. And when that's done, everything else falls into place. Because that's a simple way of saying it. So. Thank you. Exactly. It takes some courage. It, yeah, and strong
5: spiritual sense. And you yeah. have to trust your spiritual sense. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and it does take courage because sometimes people won't like you, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. God likes you.
8: All right, Nancy. Yes. Good morning. Um, I wrote about Luke twelve thirty one. Seek ye the kingdom of God. I found a in uh, a commentary, Knowing Jesus. Let us seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness by seeking Christ and setting the eyes of our heart on the beauty of the Lord Jesus, trusting Him in every circumstance of life, even when we don't understand. For in so doing the worry of the world will be replaced with the wisdom of the Word as our mind rests in Him. Rather than permitting our minds to be dragged down into the mire, miry clay of the world through fretful worry and anxious thoughts, we should take every thought captive to Christ and allow our hearts to ascend into heavenly places in Him, knowing that His way always turns out for the best Especially when it differs from our own objective. When we trust him in everything, his plan for our life becomes even better than the plans we make for ourselves. And I always love to see what Mrs. Eddy has to say in miscellaneous writings and prose works. And she writes uh, from miscellaneous writings What is the kingdom of heaven? The abode of spirit, the realm of the real. No matter is there, no night is there, nothing that maketh or worketh a lie. Is this kingdom far off? No, it is ever-present and here. The kingdom of God cometh not with observation, with knowledge obtained from the senses, but the kingdom of God is within you, within the present possibilities of mankind. Think of this inheritance right here. Heaven is right here where angels are as men, clothed more lightly, and men as angels, who burdened for an hour bring into liberty, and the good they would do, that they do, and the evil they would not do, that they do not. And from Pulpit and Press, the kingdom of God is within you. Know then that you possess sovereign power to think and act rightly and that nothing can dispossess you of this heritage and trespass on love. So
0: that was just very beautiful. <laughs> it, it truly is. You know, this is why Mrs. Eddy called Prose Works. It was her instruction book. Science mm-hmm. and is the, te- the healer. And um, I know you've heard Imogen's testimony, and we do. We encourage you. And these are things that we learned from Mrs. Evans here to read the Bible, science and health, and prose works every day. You don't have to read five pages. You can read a paragraph. You can read whatever you want to. And, and of course, you don't have to do it. But the reason we suggest it and encourage it is I don't know how many people through the years who have been – Lifelong scientists, class taught, never read prose works. Net, many of them have never read science and health except, you know, from the lesson. That, that's just not being a student of, of Christian science. And many of them have not read the Bible. So if, if that speaks to you, then get those three books out. I have or my, my little workstations are. I have all three of those right there to refer to, to read, to study. In Mrs. Eddy's home in the morning, you know, she would often invite the students in and open, just open randomly to the Bible and read and preach from that to her students. And we are so blessed to have their teachings as well as Mrs. Eddy's teachings, their teachings, the teachings of Martha Wilcox Carpenter in particular, who were in her home getting these instructions. So, this was something interesting that uh, Carrie sent me about kingdom. It says, the kingdom was the social idea of Jesus Christ. It was a divine commonwealth, a moral spiritual order to be erected upon this earth. It was light that by radiation and reflection would illumine every morally dark place. It was salt that would prevent degeneracy and decay. It was spiritual ozone that would in, in penetrate every soul with its inspiring, life-giving potencies. This divine order began with Jesus' own life. Of those who shared his ideals, motives, purposes, life, he said, The kingdom of God is within you. It is a special contagion that spread from soul to soul. The individual is the seed that, by incorporating others, becomes a tree. The individual's is the leaven by which the whole mass of humanity is changed, is to be changed, and is changed. It is in the individual Christ's true followers have been constantly enlarging the borders of this kingdom, Jesus had no doubt that it would become universal. I thought that was very beautiful about the kingdom. And and we all as individuals are, are ushering this in, first with our own lives, by our own examples, by what, how we express this Christ, and then by sharing it with others.
5: And it's encouraging, isn't it? It's universal.
0: It's universal, and we talk about it. Um, it. Was in the in our watch last night. Goes to every corner. Truth and love reaches every corner of the world. Enlightening all those things. I thought was beautiful. The light, the salt,
4: and
5: the and, I, and I can't help but think, as as uh, as this as we've been reading about this. Another characteristic of the kingdom of heaven is that there's no human opinions in it. There's no human will. Thank God. Thank
0: God, no human opinions.
5: And that is why the Bible and our the, and the textbook are the only pastors for our yeah. church. Mrs. Mrs. Eddy was guided by divine wisdom, no doubt. And there are, you know, people who don't know the science but write about it. Talk about, you know, Mrs. Eddy's opinions or Mrs. Eddy's theories. Well, she didn't, she didn't put down any of her opinions in this book. What she put down... And there are no theories in this book either.
1: They probably haven't read it, that's why.
5: They haven't read it and they don't <laughs> understand it. If they did, they didn't understand it.
0: And, and that's why, you know, it's going to be read on Sundays. Gary will read that about it's not human opinions, hypotheses. It has the authority of Christ. That is actually very beautiful. I don't know who reminded us we weren't reading it anymore, but whoever it was, thank you. <laughs> Somehow it got dropped from our service.
3: But came back just in
0: time. Came back just in time. It's very clarifying.
3: I um, yeah, I I was the one that mentioned it, and I I'm so grateful that that it's you know it's starting to be read or start to be read, and I was interested that my husband, who's not a Christian scientist, but he uh is attends the service with me, and he even made the comment. That it really helped him because um, he'd never never heard it before, and he heard it, and you go, "Wow, that that really helps one understand what they're about to listen to." Mm-hmm. I said, "Well, <laughs> I,
1: I think thank Janet you. <laughs> has also mentioned it. Janet uh, also mentioned it."
3: Before. Yeah, I'm I'm sure I wasn't mm-hmm. the only one, but I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad, really glad we're doing it now. Thank you. Thank you. The Christ uh,
1: sounds very—I uh, don't know—it just feels good. Um,
0: yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was grateful for Florence's input on that because that was a change. I forget what it was called, but but the the original, what Mrs. Divinely Eddie Divinely
3: authorized, I think it said div- divinely authorized. Now that this puts
0: a lot more clout to it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And yeah. it makes you accountable. <laughs> yes, <it> makes you. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Florence.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, um, this lesson has was just such a beautiful lesson on substance. Uh, certainly, one of the main focuses was the Lord's Prayer, which we will talk about, and and also the Prodigal Son, and the beautiful golden text, "Son, thou art ever ever with me, and all that I have is thine." Something to really remember and think about all the time, and we have an abundant God. All, and all that he has and is, is ours. We just have to accept it. And as we started out with this obedience to him, um, and then it just comes pouring in. It's almost overwhelming, the good he has for us. And with the Lord's Prayer, again, Carrie sent me two interesting little pieces about that. <clears throat> One was a quote from a Reverend Price. It says, in the seven petitions of the Lord's Prayer, we have the model of all true prayer. It is the perfect and universal prayer. It is equally suited to all conditions and periods of human life. All alike, young or old, rich or poor, ignorant or learned, may find it in a true expression of their wants and of communion with the Heavenly Father, brief as it is. It prevents the true spirit, the decisive reason, the right method, and the complete substance of prayer. It is a prayer which is never outgrown, which never loses its pertinency, whose freshness and beauty never fade. And a few weeks ago, when we talked about the Lord's Prayer, we quoted from Mrs. Eddie, and Pulpit and Press, where she says how it unites all Christians. It's the one prayer we all say. And if you look, and it can't be tampered with. No one's been able to mess with it. And, and if you look, you, you see we start with the adoration of God, the praising of God. Um, Hallowed be thy name. and And calling him our Father, the Father of us all. And you know what we call God is is very individual. I had someone recently object to the fact that it was called. He, I was referring to his father. <laughs> I said Jesus did, Mrs. Eddie did. <laughs> See, I, I, I hit her wrong nerve. Yeah, right? I hit nerve. <laughs> <laughs> I hit a raw nerve. Sorry,
4: <laughs> I'm
0: saying it anyway. Mm-hmm. Some people like to call her mother. I mean, Mrs. Eddie, father, mother, God—all harmonious. Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Some people like to call it consciousness. If you want to call them consciousness, fine. Our our mind or love. That beautiful, uh, I think it was Louise that sent me this from Clara Shannon. I was very much impressed by listening to our leader's audible communion with God. I heard her address God as precious mother love, darling mother, show me the way. There seemed to be a perfect communion with divine love as a child with its mother. When referring to God, she nearly always called God love and would say, love will show me. Whatever you want to say that had great meaning. It has great meaning to me as I I read this, but that's that's an individual choice that you make that something that, brings him home to you, that makes him real, excuse the word him and he, (laughs) it, thou, (laughs) oh my.
2: Well, if it's authentic. That's how you you feel, then that's really all that matters.
0: Thank you very much. The wisdom of Jim. (laughs) If it's authentic.
4: (laughs) Well,
5: it's what you know, it's whatever the truth is that you know about God that works for you. And if you're obedient to that perception of what God is for you, your your understanding of God will grow. I mean, obviously, God doesn't have gender. God,
0: yeah, God obviously not. A toporial, not. No, you know. Obviously not, yes.
5: So Thank whatever you. whatever quality of God means the most to you at the time of your need is what works. And at different times, it will be different things. So we won't get hung up on what nouns we use to refer to God.
8: <laughs>
5: God is beyond and above that.
0: Most definitely, yes. And, of course, I get the point. There's no gender with God, yes. I understand that. But if it brings it home and if our Christ Jesus called him Father and you could just see that tender relationship that he had, well, good enough for me. yeah. The
4: Pharisees get all wrapped up in all that other stuff. Thank you. And the letter
0: killeth. The The letter letter killeth. killeth. It sure does. All right. Now, this was very interesting, too, about the Lord's Prayer. Um, This is from um, something Lyman Pearson Powell, Christian Science, the Faith and its Founder. In Hawthorne Hall at 3 o'clock on Sunday afternoons, an audience of some 200 intelligent and respectable-looking people assemble to listen to their pastor. The exercises begin with the singing of a hymn, then follows a moment of silent prayer and a most remarkable paraphrase of the Lord's Prayer. After each petition by the audience, Mrs. Eddy interjects one of her own. For example... After the people say, thy will be done, she adds, may the supremacy of spirit appear and the dream of matter disappear. Mm -hmm. Lead us not into temptation is followed by, deliver us from the errors of personal sense. Mm
4: -hmm.
0: Over and over, she talks about personal sense being the big bugaboo, personal sense being this selfhood apart from God. It's having all these human opinions. That's personal sense, and that we need to be free of. So those are beautiful, different interpretations. Because um, I don't, I honestly don't think you can get any better than um, her spiritual interpretation of the Lord's Prayer. Let it unfold to you. Um, it's something to be said many times a day. As I'm going to read now in Christian Healing, and. What I was starting off with, yes, the beginning of praising the adoration of God, stating what and who he is, um, the kingdom of God with us. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done as it is in heaven, then knowing, bowing to his will in true meekness and enable us to know as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. It's incredible, this, this prayer. And then give us this day our daily bread. And I spoke mm-hmm. about that in a testimony. Because we're, we're to be feeding the famished affections instead of always thinking about what we want. Mm-hmm. What do we have to give? Mm-hmm. Give us that grace. And forgiving our debts as we forgive our debtors. A beautiful love is reflected in love. Mm-hmm. We love, we'll get love back. And then the big one, leading us not into temptation. And God leads us not into temptation, but delivers us from sin, disease, and death. So beautiful to know this every morning and throughout the day. And then again, with praise and adoration for God. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Make this part of your daily moment-by-moment work. So, Christian healing. The Lord's Prayer, understood in its spiritual sense, and given its spiritual version, can never be repeated too often for the benefit of all who having ears hear and understand. Metaphysical science teaches us there is no other life, substance, and intelligence but God. How much are you demonstrating this statement? Which to you hath the most actual substance? Wealth and fame? Or truth and love? See to it. O Christian scientists, ye who have named the name of Christ with a higher meaning that you abide by your statements and abound in love and truth. For unless you do this, you are not demonstrating the science of metaphysical healing. The immeasurable life and love will occupy your affections, come nearer your hearts, and enter your homes when you touch but the hem of truth's garment. Hmm. It's on page 15 and 16. Just the hem. Just the hem. And we see that in that beautiful story in The Chosen of the Woman Touching. Jesus, is him and her, her faith, her faith, and of course we know faith is much better when you get the understanding of it. But but to start off like a child trusting a, a loving parent, I know you'll take care of me. I have no doubt you'll take care of me. All will be well. That brings forth tremendous fruit. Rather than, well, maybe this is going to work. Maybe it's not, not so sure. Maybe you know, last week it didn't work so well. Maybe next week it won't. All the little. No.
5: Truth is an alternative for the entire system. And if we stick to the truth that we know, going back to Karen's comment, and don't let any doubts or fears come in, that truth, that truth will have an impact. It has to, because there's nothing else to cause anything else.
1: It encourages the radical reliance
0: too. I mean it does. And and this love of God, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he will hear it. According to his will, it, you know, it's right to have good. It's right to have health and peace and harmony and joy. All those things are, are are right according to his will. He will hear it. We should have that confidence, not a doubtful, wavering feeling.
6: Sometimes the confidence comes when you've tried everything else and nothing worked. <laughs> yeah. Oftentimes it comes
8: that way. Absolutely. Come back.
6: Right.
0: And you know, where it says in the uh, Jeremiah, the Lord said, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. I was given that years ago in your inward parts. What's ailing you? Okay, God's law is there in your inward parts. What what again with your heart? What's with that? It's writing. His laws are written in your heart. How can you have heart trouble or any trouble if God's law is in there within? Mm -hmm. Impossible. And this other was given to us. Remember years ago, Mrs. Evans giving a testimony on it. But truth, life and love are a law of annihilation to everything unlike themselves because they declare nothing except God. Bring it home when you are expressing truth, life and love. Nothing can come near you, but God's love, because you will. This this power will annihilate it. I don't care contagion, any kind of a disease, uh, you know, burglary, <laughs> you name it, war, disruption of any kind. When you are living it, though, you've got to be living this truth, life, and love. And anything that's not of God will be annihilated. It works. This is demonstrating your oneness. You certainly have seen it with Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy. So think on these things. They will mightily change your life. So we're going to end on something.
7: Go ahead. By
5: Louise Knight Wheatley-Cook from the Christian Science Journal.
0: Again, something from Carrie.
5: Yes. Mm -hmm. And, uh, She writes, nearly all of us come to Christian science in the first instance to get something, to get relief from some phase of physical or mental inharmony. We may be at first much like the 5,000 who once followed Jesus out into the wilderness and of whom he afterwards said, Ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. We are not nearly so much interested in hearing about God as we are to know how soon we may expect the loaves and the fishes. Our beloved master, however, understood this human trait and was tenderly patient with it. The question is not, what can I get? But what can I give? One's real work, then, is not to get something which one has not, but to give something out of the abundance which he already has. One's real work is to realize the forever truth of the words of the Father in the parable of old, quote, son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine, quote. For the purpose of illustration, we may tell the one who is looking for work that he must realize that as the child of God, He has qualities reflected from God, the source of all good, which are ever present, ever active, ever available, and ever desirable. Somebody needs just what he has to give, and it is his business to start out trusting in divine guidance to find that one. It is an opportunity he is now looking for, and not a job. He knows that he has certain right, God-given qualifications, which will make his services valuable, and he goes forth joyously and almost eagerly to find someone to whom to give them. He knows, for instance, that as the child of God, he has honesty, sobriety, punctuality, accuracy, reliability, teachableness, This is not egotism or self-conceit on his part. It is simply the truth, and he knows it. Hence, he can enter a place of business and honestly say, I am bringing something of value, although, of course, he does not put it in those words. But he carries that thought with him, and he finds himself newly qualified in consequence to say whatever he has to say quietly and modestly and without confusion, embarrassment, fear, or self-depreciation. Since he is seeking to render service, depression and discouragement taken to themselves wings, while in their place remain those angel visitants of hope, courage, and confidence, born of his newfound trust in God. In Unity of Good, by Mrs. Eddy, he will find on these inspiring words, quote, Emerson says, hitch your wagon to a star, end quote. I say, be allied to the deific power and all that is good will aid your journey as the stars in their courses fought against Sisera, (laughs) end quote.
0: Thank you all for joining us today.